Hi, this is Fa-la-la-la-la, Frugal Forever, a podcast about money. Uh, that's Josephine Parsons, and she practiced that a lot at home. <laughs> <laughs> I did. <laughs> and I'm Katie Cunningham. And um, it's good to be back, Josie. It is great to be back. I'm a bit nervy, B. First time podcasting in a while. Yeah, I know. It feels like it's been ages. It, ha- it actually has been ages. Yeah. Months. Yeah, that's wild. Yeah. Yeah, so we're meant to be on season break at the moment. We are on season break at the moment, mm-hmm. but... We're going to do a Christmas special. Yes, because Christmas is the most expensive time of the year. And because it's also the most depressing time of year and maybe you need extra content to get you through. You think Christmas is depressing? (laughs) Absolutely. Haven't I told you how I think Christmas is awful? Literally, no. I get so dark on Christmas. Why? Um, I don't know. It's like being like hold up in my parents' house, no offense to my parents, but I just don't like, I just don't like being sat around a house with nothing to do. It like, it's just like some kind of trigger for me. I don't know. I hate it. And But there's presents and food and family and friends and fun. Yeah, but I mean, it's mostly just like me, my mom and dad. It's not like some big thing. Where's your brother? Well, last year he's with his girlfriend. This is getting very like <laughs> therapy. <laughs> no, I ser- I'm seriously interested. I just, I, know, I also just like, die from bottom. See, this is your Sydney privilege. You don't know what it's like to go back to a shitty hometown and have nothing to do and like just slowly wilt over the week you're back for Christmas. That like, Yeah, that is Sydney privilege. Like the first couple of days are good and then it all starts to go downhill and everything's closed. There's no escape. There's nothing to do. Just like read a book. Yeah. Talk to your parents. <sighs> God. <laughs> Um, well, I love Christmas. I Yeah, you would. I froth on it. Yeah. This is like our fundamental difference as human beings. You love Christmas and I I don't hate Christmas. I'm not a Grinch, but I'm like Christmas agnostic. Chris Okay. Like, whatever. It, it like I think oh God, this is getting way too therapy for Just go there, America. babe. <laughs> I don't know. I just like get depressed like seeing people with their like big happy families and like, oh, like fa la la la, life's so good, like I'm wearing this hat and like I have no trauma and it's just like, oh, like, I don't know. I know. I know. I do know what you mean. I think, I mean, I can relate in the sense that every year I think that Christmas is going to be one thing and then it never is. Like you always, like everyone always has really high expectations for Christmas and they never pan out. And then each year it's like, you just do it all over again and get disappointed each year. But I still think there's a lot of joy in it. Yeah. Yeah. Is that what you mean? Like you ex- or you have no expectations and you just think it sucks? Maybe. I mean, I like Christmas Eve because that's like a contained small amount of time and that has like the excitement of Christmas without any of the like sluggishness of overeating and drinking and have nothing to do. Mm. Um, but I mean, I think I feel that way about birthdays as well. It's like because it's this, this day that there's this pressure on to be good and if it doesn't feel good, then it makes you spiral out and second guess yourself and be like, well, why aren't I? feeling better about this or something. Yeah, yeah I kind of I kind of get what you mean. Um, I mean, like, this is really dark and I'm not saying that I'm suicidal, but that's why there's a spike in suicides at Christmas. It's like the busiest time of year for that to happen. Yeah, I know. Um, yeah, totally. I think that's a very, that's very valid. But, like, what about your, like, aunties? And, like, do they come around? No, no. It's just, like, me, my parents, and my brother. 
Well, yeah, I mean, that just sounds boring. Yeah, it is. It's boring. Yeah. yeah. Um, have you heard the Casey Musgrave song about this? <laughs> no. There's literally a Casey Musgrave song where she sings about how Christmas makes her sad. Oh, my God. I should listen to it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a really good song, actually. Yeah. Okay. I think she, I'm pretty sure she wrote it. Oh, you know what else makes me sad about Christmas? What? That my mum insists on closing all the curtains to keep the heat out and they're like these really heavy curtains and so you're just sitting in this dark house without any sunlight. It's so depressing. And what do you eat? Is like good food? Yeah, it's good food. There's that. Mm. Yeah, very, very interesting. Do you ha- is it just the one event that you have or do you have other things leading up to it? It's just, well, we do Christmas Eve. Yeah, okay. And then Christmas. And then, okay. <laughs> I'm just, I just mean like, do you have something with your friends, like your Canberra friends? Uh, I did a friend miss last year, but we're not doing one this year. Oh. Yeah. Well, that sucks. Yeah. Well, yeah. Okay. Christmas can be depressing. (laughs) On the other side of the coin, Christmas can be hopeful and all about generosity and love and celebrating the year that was. And that's how I feel about it. Wow. Right. Yeah. Um, so Mrs. Kringle, we spent <laughs> on Christmas so far this year to steer this conversation away from my um, no, I'm just problems. Just giving another perspective, but I, I think your feelings are valid is what I was saying. Anyway, Christmas. Um, so far, I've tallied up. Alex and I collectively have spent $800 Ooh. on all our like gifts for people in addition to that because that's like us together and in addition to that I've spent 200 no 250 dollars my own money and me and Alex still have another 400 to spend (sighs) okay yeah I feel like you're one of those people who buys presents for like 20 different people I do buy presents who are all the people people that you buy presents for well as a child of divorce, Katie. Oh, here we go. I knew you were going to bring divorce into this. <laughs> no, but like I've got four sets of parents and so does Alex. That really like Four cha-ching. sets of parents. Yeah. Two sets of parents, four parents. No, I've got – oh, I've got two sets of parents but four parents. Yeah. Yeah. And Alex has got four parents too. Yeah. And then like there's grandparents and then brothers and sisters and like, – You have grandparents? Well, I, I do, Yeah. That's wild. I, <laughs> I and so does Alex. As Josie knows, I'm just like continually surprised that any adult like has grandparents. I'm like, how? Shouldn't they have died like 20 years yeah, ago? Yeah, you 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 don't believe that grandparents exist. Yeah, or something. I'm like I'm a grandparent Grinch for sure. <laughs> yeah, you're Santa Claus. Like when people are like I'm so close to my grandparent. I'm like, really? Like, yeah. <laughs> um, but I love my grandparents. But yeah, so there's that, and then yeah. There's Alex's grandparents and it's just all family. And then like, I just want to buy a few little things for, for like my friends and. Oh my God. You buy Christmas presents for friends. Well, Josie. I just feel like I can't talk about this on the pod because my friends listen. So just something little, you know, uh, that's wild to me. Just like something little, just to be like, I love you. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, that's what their birthday is for. You don't get friends Christmas presents. Yeah, but if it's like a $20 gift, it's like no, nothing. That's just adding to your like stress of Christmas shopping. No, but it doesn't. It adds joy to my... Here's the thing, Katie. I I derive so much joy out of giving gifts to other people. I think I love it more than getting the gifts. Do you? Are you familiar with the concept of love languages? Yes, I am. Do you think that gift giving is your love language? Uh... Yes. Wait, can you have a different one that you show to what you receive? Probably. So just to give some context to other people, um, 
there's some theory, not a particularly scientific one, that there's maybe five different love languages that people have, which is the way that you like to give or receive love. And one of them is words of affirmation, which is just like hearing I love you or like compliments or having people say nice things to you. One of them is acts of service, which is people or your partner doing things for you, like mm. watering your plants when you're away. <laughs> <laughs> I'm laughing because before we recorded this podcast, I was God, like, Josie, plants. am I going to get my pants li- plants live while I go away for Christmas? She, she simply won't stop thinking yeah, about I it. I simply won't mind <laughs> staring right at them now. Anyway, uh, acts of service. Uh, one is like touch, something about physical touch, like physically yeah. expressing love. One is gift giving. And th- I think there's another one, but I can't remember what it is. Yes. So I've been thinking about this today and I was oh, like, okay. I think that people like you who are like big into gifts, like that's just like your love language. Whereas like, it's just not my love language. And so I've never like put that much effort into gifts or like cared that much about gifts. Yeah. What is your love language? Um, words of affirmation. Yeah. yeah. See, I think mine to receive is words of affirmation because mm. I don't really care about the other, or maybe it's like, I don't know. But yeah, maybe, maybe that's how I do show love. I don't know. Mm. Yeah. I've never really thought about that. Well, I love, like, I love it. I just love, I like how it makes people feel and looking at the joy in their faces when they get it. It's like, that's what Christmas is about. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Okay. See, this is another thing I don't like about Christmas. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm a human. I like getting gifts. Like, of course, but I hate, I hate anything in life that is performative or feels fake. And I fucking hate unwrapping gifts that people give me in front of them and having to be sufficiently enthused about just be honest yeah I know but I feel like my honest state is like not exuberant enough for people so I need to like dial it up yeah but no I wouldn't like if you opened a present that I gave you I would not expect you to be like babe oh my god because I would be like you're faking it yeah if you were like oh my god thanks you know? Yeah, but I just, it's like a s- anxiety. I don't like it. Like, I don't like all these eyes on me waiting for me to emote. Yes. Yep. I mean, I, I see what you mean. <laughs> or just think about, like, uh, like, I get it, but that's just life. I don't know what to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> I think maybe you should get over it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, um, anyway, all these friends that you're buying gifts for, do they buy you gifts as well? There's only, well, no, I don't expect this. This is basically the first year I've done it too. So again, I just feel very like conscious of the fact that I just said that on the podcast. Now they're going to listen. They're going to freak out because they know who they are, you know, but that's right. We'll still have a couple of weeks to get your gift. Then, <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't just, put, I don't want them to anyway. And then I've got to get a gift for Alex, obviously. And we've set a budget of $200. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. But I haven't fully got that yet. Yeah. So, it's a lot. It's a, there's it's really expensive. There's a lot of people to buy for. But I started on, like, the start of November. So, I'm doing pretty well. Oh, my God. And See, I, I can't imagine having that level of organization for Christmas either. Yeah, I've got an Excel spreadsheet. Oh, my God. Yeah. Josie. I'm telling you, I love it. And I've already started wrapping because I like the way that the gifts look. Uh, it's like a decoration of themselves. <laughs> yeah. My God, we're so different. I know. We're, <laughs> we really are. How much have you spent on Christmas? Um, well, I've only brought one present so far this year, which is my brother's. I bought it this morning. So I'd have one gift to talk about. <laughs> 
<laughs> um, it was a game that he sent me the link to and said, I want this for Christmas. <laughs> Does he listen to this? I highly doubt it. Okay. I was yeah. going to say, you ruined the surprise. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, it's very like me and my brother. It's like, no, I'm going to give you explicit instructions instructions, and just get me the thing I tell you to get me. Do you have like a budget kind of that you guys know? Um, not like uh, one that we've acknowledged, but I would say we generally spend between like 80 and a hundred dollars. Hey, that's pretty good. It's but pretty we generous. also don't get each other birthday presents. So in a way it's kind of like a combined birthday and Christmas present. Yeah. Right. Okay. Mm. Um, how much do you spend on your parents? Um, it depends. I would say historically between $50 and $150 per parent. Oh, right. Okay. Is that like, a lot or not much or no i think that's standard yeah okay like yeah i think i spend about a hundred yeah i probably spend like a hundred on my dad and then like 150 on my mom mm. just because like moms are like it's e- for one they're easier to like buy things for and like they care more yeah i mean i ended up i think me and my brother spent 150 each on our mom last year because she wanted this composting bin for christmas and that was just like Three hundred dollars. We just had to spend that much money. Oh my god, Whereas, Mrs. Cunningham. <laughs> yeah, greeny. Cute. <laughs> um, and then my dad, we like got him some speakers, and they just happened to be on sale for a hundred dollars. And so it's just like cool, fifty dollars each. Done. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like if you get them the thing that they want, then you don't need to go. But that is my problem. Like if I if that speaker thing happened and it was only $50, I would freak out and think like, oh, I've got to spend another $100 somehow. That's capitalism rotting your brain. I know, Katie. <laughs> yeah, I. and the issue that I have with starting early is that I start too early, so then I start getting all these ideas of other things I should have done, and then I end up overspending. But hopefully I won't do that this year. So but. hang on. I just get confused because of you and your like joint account mm-hmm. situation. How much do you think you, Josie, will have spent on Christmas presents this year once it's all done and dusted. Me, Josie, will have spent, I'd say like $600. Mm. Six, yes, between six and $700. It's actually not that bad. No, it's okay. For the amount of people, I should have counted how many people it was, it was for. Cause he, and here's the other thing, right? If you, like I said, like if you find the perfect present, then you don't need to spend much. Yeah. And if you're smart, like I did a lot of shopping on Black Friday. Oh. Yeah. I've actually been like fuming about Black Friday. Why? Just because I'm just like, this is such bullshit. Like, I don't know. Just this idea that you're saving money. You're not saving money. It's just tricking you into buying things that you don't need. But if you're buying Because it's 20% off, that's not even much money. That's not much of a discount. But if you're buying Christmas presents, it's a saving. (sighs) Yeah, but I, it's pretty ridiculous. A girl at work today had a really good point. She was, like, talking to friends in America, and they were like, oh, you guys in Australia have Black Friday. They're like, that's really depressing because it's like we get it because we say thanks, and then, like, we're, like, all thankful, and then we go out and shop, and you guys just, like, go out and shop, and you don't say thanks. <laughs> I mean, it's broken that their way of, like, saying thanks I know. is to go out and shop. <laughs> I, I mean, no, I mean, she means, like, they have Thanksgiving, and then they shop. Yeah, I mean, we do that with Boxing Day. Does America have Boxing Day or is that an Australian thing? I think it's an English thing. Oh. I don't know, maybe they do have Boxing Day. England, always forget about that country. Yes, the one, yes. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I don't know, whatever. I just thought that was like, 
We're just copycats is all Australia. So back to Christmas. Yes. What if you just didn't buy presents for all these like secondary family members? Like outer tier family members. What outer tier family members? Okay. Are you talking about my grandparents again? (laughs) They're not even going to remember that you got them a gift. Oh my God, Josie, they're going to be dead soon. Don't, don't. I just like to state for the record that that is just Katie. We're going to get real hate from that. What, for saying grandparents die? That's what they meant to do. No, that's, oh my God. Anyway, (laughs) Aiden, stop laughing. You're encouraging her. Laugh. No, no. No, um, no, not just. I mean, okay. This is my view. This is who gets Christmas presents: mm-hmm. your parents, your siblings, any children, because Christmas is for children. That's true. and your partner. That's all. Yeah, that's basically what we've done with a few grandparents sprinkled in. What about all these like aunts and uncles and cousins and not shit? aunts? I'm I'm not buying presents for aunts and uncles. Oh, really? Yeah, I never said that. Oh, it's, it just seemed like you would. It's just that we've got the four parents each side. That's eight people mm. just there. Okay, that does fuck just you. parents? Yeah. Mm. And then, divorce. The, then there's the three siblings and then my sister's boyfriend as well. Yeah, actually, I'll probably buy a present for my brother's girlfriend. How much will you spend on her? Not much, like $30. Yeah. Yeah, just something little. Yeah, I'm just spending. But like she won't bucks. get me a present. It'll just say like on the card from sh- my brother's pre- present to me, like from Sean and Lucy. Yeah. You know. Which is, yeah, that's devastating <laughs> on your part. <laughs> I mean, it's it's not like I'm like, Lucy, buy me a present, bitch. Like, she's a student. Don't buy me a present. But, like, I don't know. Oh, yeah, because I guess it's, it's like they're funny. not – Sometimes I worry that people think that about me and Alex too. Like, we're just giving one present, but it's from both of us. Mm. But also we have to buy a double present, so it really works out in the end. Do you know what I mean? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't know. Have you ever been a family that does Secret Santa or, like, a thing like that? No. Well, my, like, la- like outer family, like, if I go – and I'm probably this year actually going to, like, my big cousin's thing. We do Kris Kringle there. But, like, with, like, my – because Christmas is, like, my mum, stepdad, my sister, or my dad, stepmom, sister. Do you know what I mean? It's, like, we can't do Kris Kringle in those, like, mm. tiny groups. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I'm pretty jealous of people that get to do that. Mm. But then I'm not because I like giving gifts, so I don't know. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this is my other problem with small gifts is that it's just crap. Like, if you're buying someone a present for $20, unless it's a book, the only good present to give, um, it's what? probably just, like, a hunk of junk that's just going to, like, What if it's, like, space. bath bombs? <laughs> What? <laughs> <laughs> what, why are you laughing? <laughs> oh my god! Like, <laughs> why are you laughing? I can't think of a more useless present. <laughs> what a bath bomb! That's yeah. so nice. You like pamper yourself with. Who that. has a bath? Bath privilege. Oh my god! I'm sorry that my friends live in the suburbs. <laughs> like people have bath. I don't know. It's like it's just like a nice pamper yourself gift. Yeah. Okay. God, you're making me rethink everything. Why did I do all my shopping? <laughs> Don't listen to me. I'm evil. <laughs> you are evil. No, like I think self-care stuff and books, like I think that's all very useful if it makes people feel good. No, books are good. I just mean like I just feel like when you often if you have to buy someone a like token gift that's a small amount of money, it yeah. just ends up being useless crap because like you can't really get anything good for that amount of money and then it's just like you know it's just like landfill it's just like waste that doesn't need to exist like yeah so that's just like pointless capitalism 
Yeah, that does make me a little bit nervous. But that doesn't – I don't ever really get pointless gifts. Like, I don't know, I always end up using stuff. Mm. Yeah. But, oh, though, my office is doing stolen Santa this year. Do you know stolen Santa? No. Oh, God, is that that thing where you, like, steal someone's – Yes. I heard about that – It's <laughs> evil. Once at a workplace and I was like, that sounds like just the worst time ever. It, I've – Like, that, a, is, I, like, that uh, is what's – like, thinking about that – made me want to die rather than work in an office because I was like oh hell no like I just can't I can't feign enthusiasm for that I can't to be fair the girls at work already know my thoughts on this and I love them but I just think it's the meanest game ever oh it was in the office yes oh, in yeah. the office exa- yeah with the iPod nano exactly <laughs> it's like mean because it's like no what if you get a present and then it's just like no one picks it and everyone hates it and they're like oh, who got this and then you just like keep stealing and then mm. no one ends up with what they want mm. and it's like selfish and snatchy i just like hate stolen santa yeah that's dumb yeah so i'm devastated about that but it's like those are the situations where you just end up with crap because there's a 20 dollar limit but hopefully like i mean people in my office have really good taste so i think it'd actually be fine but yeah i think that office secret center is like the number one example of just landfill presence if if it's kk and you have a kk you can do something really meaningful for them that's why i'm upset that it's stolen santa yeah yeah it's like if you pick a name out of hat it's like you get to learn more about them what oh I've, i was just looking at that framed photo of father john missy with the love hats on it in my bedroom that i got for secret santa one year at work that's good like it's exactly. good when people just like don't don't think about the money and just do like some kind of funny joke like one time someone gave me a mirror a bank note <laughs> and a card you might say I had a reputation at that time. Um, see, that, see, that <laughs> which is, is funny because funny. That's funny. That's just a joke. But like I've like I worked in an office last year where I was just temping essentially. Like I was on a contract. I didn't know anyone. They didn't know me. No one knew anyone. It was like a big anonymous office and we had to do Secret Santa. And so some person who's like literally couldn't pick my photo out of a lineup had to buy me this present. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, let's just – not like well, let's just not bother well that's like read the room you know like if you don't have a good office culture don't do secret yeah, Santa. but i mean companies can never read the room yeah that's i guess that's true yeah like i've gotten some really good chris kringles in the past like what like a junkie friend got me that um light up dinosaur because she knew i really liked dinosaurs <laughs> i know oh, don't laugh i was actually really nice <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about, but it sounds like, like it's junk. Just it's like just like cute, you know? Yeah, okay. I just sure. I feel like I've gotten other really good things. <laughs> I just can't think of them right now. <laughs> Last year at our family, Chris Kringle, my cousin got me like a nice chopping board and she made like a resin on it that was really pretty. Oh, let's talk about like gifts that are low cost that don't suck. I have some ideas. Okay. I have none, so you go. Plants. Plants are a great gift. That's true. Everyone wants plants. Mm-hmm. I always want plants, but I feel like it's too decadent to spend my money on buying mm-hmm. plants. Um, so getting plants is great. And also it's like giving flowers, except they don't die after three days. They're like a permanent gift. And it's just like really nice. Um, and, and you get a lot of like satisfaction from watching them grow and stuff. <laughs> but you do. Yeah. <laughs> Did yes, you love everything I'm saying. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> anyway. Um, and um, I mean, this is like very Pinterest of me, but just like 
homemade food, I think giving to people is nice. Like if you <laughs> what? Wait, continue your thoughts. Sorry. <laughs> well, I'd like to know what you're laughing at. Like if on Christmas morning I opened up a fucking lasagna. Oh in my a god, tray. not a lasagna, Josie. Like you some said homemade food. Yeah. Okay, let me finish. Like some more fucking homemade granola that you put in a nice jar and tied uh, a fucking ribbon around it. Yeah, that's not homemade. That's like that's like. Some know. fucking shortbread, <laughs> not a lasagna. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A Woolworths lasagna. That is a good, that's a good idea. I like the shortbread. And then you put them in a little thing and you tie a ribbon. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah. So I feel like, <laughs> <laughs> look, I mean, those are the only, oh, and books. Books are the best gift. The problem with books is that like. Most people don't read. <laughs> most people don't read. And also I worry like my taste isn't other people's taste. Yeah, but that's what's good about buying someone a book is that you – it's like a thoughtful thing because it's like I know you and I know what you like. So based yeah. on that, this is something that I think you're going to enjoy. That's true. I always buy my dad books actually. That's it's a good gift for him. Nice. Yeah. Um, what? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Anyways. Just reeling from the fucking lasagna comment. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of a good low-cost gift, but could I go mid-range? Sure. Um. A really good gift is a silk pillowcase. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like every woman wants one of those. I got one once as a gift and I was excited to receive it. And I have to say, I've never slept on it. What? Why? I don't know. Just like too slippery or something. What I do was you like, mean? I'll take the wrinkles. No, I have a silk pillowcase. They're amazing. Okay. So anyone, if you don't know a silk pillowcase, the whole thing is like you're meant to not get wrinkles if you sleep on them. And they're good for people with curly hair because they don't fuck up your curls. Oh, yeah, because the static and cotton makes them all fucked up. Mm. But if you sleep on silk, mm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, well, yeah, I liked that idea. No, I, mean, I can't believe this turned into a gift guide. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. Okay, my next question for you okay, sorry, is what do you think about like transactional gifts? Like for instance, how me and my brother just send each other the links to the things we want each other to buy each other for Christmas. Well, it's sad because it's not in the spirit of Christmas. It's not in the spirit of Christmas, but it is practical. It's practical, but then it's like, then what's the point? I know. I feel, yeah, I feel, I am in two minds about it. Like, on the one hand, I don't, I don't know, like I just, my fam, like my family vibe, I just like don't come from a very like gift giving family. Yeah. So I gifts tend to be pretty transactional because it's just like, just tell me what you want and mm. I'll get it. Um, but like, I don't, like, I don't like that with friends. Like when I had my like friend mess last year, I think someone was like, this is, this is what I want to whoever like got me in secret sand. I was no, like, no, boo. that's against the spirit of the thing. It's mm-hmm. like, yeah, it's fine for me to tell my brother what to get me for Christmas. Cause like, I don't know. He doesn't know me that well, but like, I just want my friends to know me a bit better to be like, no, I'm going to pick something that I think you'll yeah. like. Um, fully, fully agree. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like my sister, I feel like she's the best person to buy for. Cause I know her really well. And like, she's fun. If she ever was like, this is what I want. I would be like bummed because I get such a kick out of picking things for her. Mm. Yeah. It's like you're taking away an experience for the other person too. Yeah. Almost. But yeah, I guess some people don't want that experience though. I'm not saying I'm one of those people, but like I think a lot of people are just like, this yeah. is a chore, let me get it out of the way. That's true. Well, actually that's true because I went into David Jones, I mean, popular retail store that my mom works at. <laughs> yeah, double down. <laughs> I mean, 
It's well, fine. That- why does it? Why does it matter if you say David Jones? No, I don't know. <laughs> anyway, I went in there to say hi to mum the other day, and she was like, "It stresses me out to figure out what to get you for Christmas." So then I just picked a dress. It was mm. pretty sick. Yeah, yeah. So like, and then now I know what I'm going to get, but then like I can just pretend to forget it. But then it makes it easier for her, and I got a cool dress. Yeah, yeah. So like, I guess yeah. I'm. Mm, mm. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I feel like with gifts, I don't know. It like uh, it really is a thought that counts, it and is. so it really is. I I don't know. It's like uh, I don't know. Family is like a different thing for me, but if it was like friends or whatever, then I'm just like, no, I just want you to have taken the time to make the thought. Like I don't, you know, even if you. Even if you get it wrong, even if it's $20, like, I don't know, like, like that stuff doesn't matter, but it's just, like, you took, like, 60 minutes out of your day to go into a store and be like, hmm, which one of these things okay? Yeah. Like, her this. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Um, also, when we're talking Christmas expenses, it's not just pe- um, presents. Again, this is your Sydney privilege baffled. Some people have to travel for Oh, Christmas. yeah, true. I was. <laughs> I was money. like, hmm. Although, to be fair, just quickly before you talk about your travel – this year, I'm such a grown-up. My dad and stepmom's Christmas is going to be hosted at my house. Oh, my God. I know. So, like, we have to do all the cooking and – That's wild. I know, that kind of hosting. It is pretty wild, actually. God, I just feel like I'm never going to ascend to that level of adulthood. Like, well <laughs> – This is always going to be my parents' house. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. Like, ride that out. <laughs> so, does that mean you're buying all the food? Yeah. How much are you going to spend? I don't know. How, what are you going to make? I don't know. Well, you've got to start planning. I know. Like we'll probably find their Christmas menus months out. <laughs> Get know. on it. See, presents, I'm like, yeah, I got it. But food, I'm like, mm. I don't fucking know. We'll probably just make like a nice roast chicken or something. Chicken. And potatoes. I will I know. On Christmas. I'm curious choice, but to each their own. <laughs> well to be fair, it's like it's we're doing it on the twentieth, so it's not What? Why? Well, because that's the only time we could all do. What do you mean? Well, here's the thing, Katie. <laughs> Is this gonna four mention sets divorce of, again? Yes. Four <laughs> sets of parents. There's only so much you can fit in and so many things. Okay, so you're one set of parents you're doing yes, it on the 20th. Yes, my dad and stepmom, yeah. And then the other three sets, are you doing them all on Christmas Day? No, we're only doing Alex's family on Christmas Day and then swinging by my mum's. Wow. Yeah. How do you decide which parent you love the most on Christmas Day? <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's not like that. It just depends <laughs> on each year. Okay, anyway, this is boring for people. But anyway... It's just, it's complicated. And it's also like on and off years. So like. Right. Yeah. And like um, for Alex's family, Christmas is more serious than mine. So like I'm happy to like let him take the lead. Oh, why is it more serious? They're just more of like a Christmassy family. Yeah. Some families are. Some families are real into it. Like were you a stocking family growing up? Yeah. We still have stockings. Really? Yeah. Such a bummer. Well, I'd rather pillowcases. Oh, that's cute. Like little Santa sacks. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was in a stocking family. I mean, like, I feel like Christmas was big when I was a kid because we'd go to my grandparents' house because my grandparents were still alive. And so, like, all my cousins would and go. And did you love them when they were alive? Yeah, of course I love my grandparents. Okay, good. <laughs> See, I just want to let the listeners know that you care <laughs> about their grandparents and their relationship with their grandparents. Yeah, I care. I'm just surprised that they still exist. That's all. <laughs> anyway. Continue. Anyway. And, yeah, like all our cousins would be there and there was a pool and then like all the aunts and uncles were there and there was mm. like, you know, the, there was a lot of people. Now it's like 
there's like three to five people that you know it's just not the same is it yeah i totally get it but at the same time it's like well yeah good i can't be fucked to spend christmas with my extended family anymore like no offense yeah, yeah but then it's also like it's kind of fun to oh sorry i should say like my cousins my canberra cousins we do christmas with them every second year when they're not in hong kong so i do have like we do have like some extended family for christmas yeah yeah, yeah. it's just not like a big production and this is an off year um i think this is an on year oh okay yeah but i don't i don't know yeah okay. tbc on details hmm. yeah. not really the time to travel to hong kong is it <laughs> not to get political um <laughs> <laughs> Juicy, what's your money content for the week? Okay, so my money content for the week is in ABC News and the headline is, I asked a mortgage broker, financial advisor and money coach to fix my finances and here's what happened, written by Bridget Judd. And so I always like click on these with a bit of an eye roll because I feel like it's always people being like, I've got $25,000 but I want $50,000 and I want to buy a house. What will a mortgage broker say? But this Bridget Judd was like, actually, I'm in a not very good position. Like she has no savings and just lives paycheck to paycheck, even though she says she lives on like a pretty middle income salary. Um, And so she just goes and like asks them what their advice is and what she can do. And the like, it's really helpful, but at the end she's like, I basically changed nothing. It's good to know everything, but that's what happened. Like now I know some things and I can do it in the future if I want, but I'm just not ready. And I just like that. It's just not tied up with a neat bow. So what's the moral of the story? Financial advice doesn't work. <laughs> well, oh, this whole podcast is over. God damn it. As if we get financial advice. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, we should probably put a disclaimer. Yeah, in the really fast story, it's like, this is not financial advice. Like, yeah, this is not contingent <laughs> financial advice. Um, well, yeah. And I, I, it just made me be like, it's cool to have like a realistic mm. kind of article about this in mm. the ABC, no less. Um, but I think it's kind of hard to explain, but it's a good read for anyone that wants to feel a little bit better. Like I feel like this is just a much more realistic example. Cool. Short but sweet. That was my money content. Well, good that you're short but sweet because I got two pieces of money content. Well, there you go. I must have known. Yeah. One I've been saving for a while and – Okay, so I realize this this show has been out for a while, but the second season hadn't been out when we last recorded. It's still 2019. It's fine. I'm going to talk about it. Succession. Have you watched it? No, but I've been meaning to. Okay, so Succession is this new HBO show that's about basically a fictionalized version of um, like the Murdoch family, this insanely rich family who own all this media and like some theme parks and some other shit. And um, the premise of the show basically is that the Rupert Murdoch stand-in is gets really sick at the start of the show and his kids kind of start scrambling to be like who is going to take over the company when he dies and so it's about this kind of power struggle between him and his kids um and it is so fucking good and it's like such good watching to just see how like I don't know see how like the machinations of the insanely rich work and how in a lot of ways money in Paris has like fucked up their lives. Um, 
And I don't know. I just think there's so much in that show that's just like these really clever commentaries on class and wealth and how it like warps people's mind. Mm. Um, like that that, um, that Disney lady we spoke about ages. Yeah. Like, oh my god, totally. She, this is she, like a real life version. Oh no, I mean a TV version. Yeah, <laughs> the real life lady. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now she said that um, once you don't have to go through the airport anymore to catch a plane, that's when you've lost touch with. Oh reality. my god. One thing that uh, I heard on a podcast called still watching about the show succession was that um they had these kind of consultants come into the show and teach the actors how to act super rich and one of the things was like these characters are always getting like helicopters everywhere and they were like don't duck when you walk up to the helicopter like your eye would kind of instinctively duck if we're walking near a helicopter because we're like oh the blades are going to chop off my head because these people have been catching helicopters their entire life it's so normal to them yeah. it's just like getting in a car they're not like they're not worried about those helicopter blades That's they know it's fascinating fun. i know it's so fascinating oh wow um but one of the things i love the most in that show is that so logan roy is the name of the like patriarch of this family the rupert murdoch standing guy and he his kind of backstory is that he grew up like working class in scotland and then moved to canada and then moved to america and like built this media huge like empire um and he's really obviously very resentful of his children for growing up super rich and not Mm. ever having to like work hard in their lives and that dynamic is so fascinating like there's this scene where he's just starts screaming at his his son, like, how much is a gallon of milk? Like, how much is a gallon of milk? And his son's like, I don't know. Like, no one knows that. Like, <laughs> like who knows what a fucking gallon of milk costs? I don't know what a gallon of milk costs because I don't know what a gallon is. But, you know. Like, but you know what a liter costs. <laughs> Actually, I don't because I don't drink cow's milk. But anyway. But it's like a dollar a liter. Yeah. Like, yeah. Anyway, it's just like a really good scene. And yeah, I don't know. Oh, I damn. always thought, like, it would kind of suck to be rich in a way because your kids are guaranteed to be shit like Mm. every rich kid is shit and that's like what he's dealing with is like he's he's built this empire he's got these four children and they're all so shit that he doesn't want to give any of them this company basically damn because he doesn't think that any of them like deserve it i really gotta watch this show yeah you've got to watch it but then there's other stuff in it like just the way that money or like class warps people's mind into thinking that they deserve things that they don't like there's this one character in the show, the oldest son who hasn't like never had a job in his life. Um, and then one day he's like, you know what? I've decided what I want to do. I want to be president of the United States. And like literally just has oh my like God. no self-awareness, seriously thinks that like he can and deserves to be president of the United States just because he has the money to campaign for that. It's like Rob Kardashian's sock company. It is like Rob Kardashian's <laughs> sock company. Oh God, that's the saddest <laughs> no, it's really, it, may, it darks me out. Yeah, it darks me out as well. Um, but then, oh, like there's this other great moment where um, there's this other rich media family and they have dinner with them one night and the matriarch of this rich family, like they've had these like servants, I guess, like the staff cooking this lavish dinner probably for fucking days in this kitchen. And then – when everyone's sitting down at the table, the matriarch of this family walks into the kitchen, picks up the chicken and like, like carries this roast chicken out while everyone claps as she brings the chicken into the room when it's like, no, you didn't cook any of the food. All these people, like all these kind of faceless, nameless people behind you in the kitchen have been slaving over this meal. You did nothing, but you're going to swoop in at the last moment and like present this chicken and be like, adore me for this, which is just like, 
<laughs> Rich people are disgusting. But that's really all of capitalism, isn't it? I know. This, the that's such a loaded chicken. chicken like this, yeah. You could write thousands of words yeah, about that chicken. You could. <laughs> um, and then the other joy of this show is that, like, the best character in it is this guy called Cousin Greg who is kind of like a, I don't know, like a second cousin to these rich kids who just – kind of inserts himself into this family because he's trying to like get a job at the company. And he grew up like, even though he's obviously has this like family name that is very powerful and has like, you know, is probably set to inherit a lot of money someday, like grew up in like a normal middle-class environment and just watching him navigate and be quietly appalled by these like super rich people is just like so much fun. Like there's this scene um, where he's gone out for dinner one night to some like chain restaurant with his granddad and then one of the rich people takes him out for this like degustation dinner afterwards and Greg's like, oh, like I've got to be honest, like I can't really eat this. Like I already had dinner tonight. Like I had – like I went to like – I don't know. What's that shitty Italian chain in America? Olive Garden? Yeah. Like, let's just say it's Olive Garden. I don't know if that's what it was. Like, I went to Olive Garden. Like, they do the chicken Alfredo just the way I like it. And the rich character that he's having dinner with is like, you're not supposed to like it. Like. (laughs) What? Because it's like, it's cheap and it's trashy and you're not supposed to want big bowls of pasta from like a chain. You're meant to want little morsels of like. No. Beautiful food presented on these plates ridiculously over three hours that cost nine hundred dollars you're not supposed to like that's it's okay like just the class commentary in this thing is like i'm like shoving my fist in my mouth like hooting and hollering (laughs) like it's so good um so this christmas don't dive boredom watch succession instead it's on foxtel go whatever that app is called yeah yeah Yeah. oh and my other piece of money content is um an article that came out a few weeks ago, but, you know, we haven't recorded it in a while. So, again, I'm yeah, taking liberties. It's, fine. it's called Virtue and Vanity Reformation by <gasps> Gia Tolentino. Like Reformation the brand? Yes. Oh, uh, I <laughs> so, love Gia. I have mixed thoughts. No, she's good. The book was overrated. Anyway, let's not get into Gia's book. I got it from the library. It's oh, damn it. <laughs> just for the listeners, I just looked back at Katie's bookshelf to see if I could borrow it. Yeah, you can't. Um, so, Reformation – if you've listened to this podcast, you know we've talked about it before. It's this American brand that is like 200 to 300 US dollars for a dress. So if you forget the fact that our, our currency is fucked and that exchange rate is heinous, it's like upper mid-range price in America. It makes like cool girl clothes. Very cool girl Very cool clothes. girl clothes. Um, they're also just like – as I said, I think on the last episode, structurally unsound. Everything mm-hmm. is too short. You know, I realized Reformation's problem is they just need to add an inch to the length of every dress and to the, like, bust of every dress so that, like, your whole leg and your tits aren't showing in every single thing they make. Anyway. I think that's good feedback. So Re- Reformation's whole shtick is that it's a, like, environmentally friendly brand. Like they Yeah, make- which I didn't even know. Yeah, well, it's bullshit as we get into. Oh, okay. Um, they like, oh, we use like recycled fabric. Where uh, here's the, we'll send you these emails every month about our carbon footprint for the month. Blah blah blah. Obviously, I don't read them. That's the most boring thing imaginable. But um, <laughs> <laughs> their whole point is like their stick is that it's like we're like an ethical clothing company. Like I think the founder even 
described them as Zara, but with morals, which is just oh. like, <laughs> shut up. But wait, but Zara's cheap. Yeah. So why would they be Zara with morals? Because they're not mass produced in the same way. So they're not, they're not as the human toll and environmental toll isn't as bad, but it's still like cool, fast, like cool, like cutting edge fashion. Yeah, I know. It's just that Zara's cheap. I didn't make the so quote. I'm, don't shoot the messenger. <laughs> I'm just saying like Zara is accessible to a lot of people. Reformation isn't. But yeah, continue. Yeah. Sorry. So I don't know. My One of my main gripes with capitalism, surely I've talked about this on the podcast before, is that I just like fucking hate it when brands pretend to have morals. No brand has morals. There is no ethical consumption under capitalism. You want to make money. You don't care about anything else. And that's fine. Clothes can just be clothes. Clothes don't have to be like these like moral fucking victories. It's just like a thing you put on your body so that you can go outside. Like it's not that deep. So I fucking hate it when brands like get high and mighty about it and act like that's like – that's the reason that consuming their product is like virtuous. It's not like it's Mm. like a pass. And so this article says um, like the projected sales for reformation is $150 million this year. Um, And so currently only 15% of the fabric they've used is actually dead stock anymore. Yeah. Um, And so, okay, this is like my problem with it. So this is how they kind of, sell things in the side on their copywriting. This is a quote from the article. Um, One sees this impulse everywhere on the Reformation site, which declares that customers are saving almost 3,500 gallons of water by purchasing a zip-up wide-leg denim jumpsuit, a claim that only begins to make sense if the choice is buying a denim jumpsuit from Reformation or buying a denim jumpsuit from another retailer. It is also possible to just not buy a denim denim jumpsuit. Mm. And it's like, yeah, like it's (laughs) – you're still asking people – to buy money, like to buy money, to buy your things so that you get money on something they don't ultimately need, which again is fine. People are allowed to want yeah. things, but don't wrap it up in this like moral language that it's doesn't just like marketing. It's just fucking marketing. Yeah. It's bullshit. And that drives me fucking crazy. It's um, like I, I interviewed a environmental planner guy ages ago for an article and it was talking about like how to make your home more environmentally sustainable And he was like, the big trap that people get into is they try to build new homes and make them eco-friendly, but the most eco-friendly thing you can do is buy an existing home. Yeah. And it's like the same thing with clothes. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, do you actually, like, it's just virtue signaling really. Well, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Which is just such bullshit. And it's also annoying because it's like, I have, I don't know if we've talked about this on the podcast, but like, I just have such an issue with the whole concept of ethical fashion because I think it's so like, um, exclusionary like it's like yeah you Mm. can be an ethical consumer if you are rich like thin and have access to the stores that sell these really expensive like locally made garments but most people don't have that kind of money most people don't have that access and or like they don't have the body shapes that like some fucking linen sack is gonna look (laughs) good on yeah and so like that doesn't make them unethical. They're just working within the framework that they have. Yeah. And it's just, it's just like classism is all, it's just like classism dressed up and repackaged and sold on to a new generation. It makes me fucking sick. Yeah. I, I actually, re- I re- agree with you. I feel like I've really gotten caught in that trap before. And I do try to make as many ethical choices as possible, but I, 
Mm, yeah. yeah it's like i think we should all try and shop ethically but brands yeah. trying to be like oh wear an ethical clothing line is like fuck off no you're not like you're just someone who happens to make clothes in your mom's house and sell them on instagram cool like that's good for you but that's like that doesn't make you ethical it's just like that's how you're doing things and you're lucky that you've started doing this in a moment in time where people can launch clothing brands on Instagram and sell things online. That doesn't make you virtuous. It doesn't make you better than anyone else. And it's also like, well, like the real ethical fashion used to be like, is just buying secondhand clothes and reusing what we already have. But back in the day, people buying their clothes from op shops and wearing secondhand clothes used to be like, dirty and gross and we'd look down on it and then people decided that it was cool to wear secondhand clothes and so like all the cool rich people started buying secondhand clothes and now secondhand clothes are really expensive and now secondhand clothes are really expensive and so now if you go into op shops like it's like $20 for a dress which is probably more than what it costs at a fast fashion retailer in the mall or it's like the Vinnie's out my way it's just like it's all fast fashion tops from Valley Girl. Yeah. yeah. Now that we've made buying secondhand clothes off limits to poor people, we've decided that what is accessible to them, which is fast fashion, is now the wrong thing to do. So whatever they're doing, we've decided yeah. it's the wrong thing. Whatever rich, cool people are doing, that's what we've decided is right historically. It's just like another evolution of that. Damn. I mean, yeah. Fuck. That's really insightful. Yeah. And which I think is, you're right. Yeah. It's also kind of the same with food, right? What do you mean? Like, well, I feel like we it used to be like if you could eat out a lot and like get fast food that was virtue because you could afford like that mm. was signaling that you were wealthy because totally, you could afford it totally. and then it started to come around yeah we're like yeah now if you feed your kid kids macas like you're looked down on yeah but it's like the cheapest thing that you can afford totally yeah uh, and i just i'm like how thick is every fucking bitch who buys into this i mean i no, you don't buy into it but there's like people who like actively look down on people who don't buy ethical fashion really it's just like ah yes they're everywhere on instagram i'm like oh my god like wake up sheep like seriously i just feel bad i just feel like i feel bad because i feel like i have bought into this before and yeah Hmm. i just feel bad if i've ever shamed people for buying fast fashion or myself but you know it happened it's happened sorry yeah i mean it's like we should all try and make ethical clothing choices but don't make that your like personal brand like that's yeah i know it's just like just do it and then like don't don't shame other people if they can't do it or act also this is the other thing it's like those clothing labels that are like ethical fashion it's like no, no, you're not buying them because they're ethical fashion. You're buying them because they are the style of clothing that you like. Because, like, if ethical fashion was um, a grey – I was going to say a grey sack, but that's basically what the fashion is at the moment anyway. <laughs> I don't know, like, something really ugly and that was just what ethical fashion was. Would people wear that? No, like, it's just, like, that they are privileged enough that they can get the thing that is considered ethical fashion. Anyway, I feel like I'm, like – rambling no i mean i fully agree with you but it's just like okay i buy clothes from reformation i like reformation clothes yeah but i don't do it thinking that i'm making a virtuous choice i just do it because i like the clothes so don't you reformation try and tell me that you're ethical and don't people who are buying it try and pretend like you're doing it for ethical ethical reasons you're doing it because it looks good on you full fucking stop yeah and i mean yeah yeah true and also it's like yeah so many of those brands as i maybe already said just 
only look good in one body type, which is like very yeah, thin. Yeah, that is the, the thing women. that really kills me yeah, is that it's very me. exclusive yeah. sizes. Yeah. Can I read out some quotes from Dia about Reformation? Um, the brand was especially popular for weddings. Its long slinky dresses and neutrals or lace or florals were an obvious choice for women, guest, bride or bridesmaid, who rolled their eyes at heterosexual consumerist monogamy but adhered <laughs> faithfully enough to its precepts to want to look hot. And I'm not proud, not too proud to say that she has nailed me with that quote. <laughs> <laughs> um, but she also says, like, the clothes are seemingly unwearable unless you are thin, flat-chested and a couple of inches under six feet tall, which is extremely true. Mm. Um um, and she ends the article by saying every like she went shopping at Reform, like went to Reformation to buy some clothes, didn't end up buying anything. She says everything looked bad on me, which came as a great relief. I walked out of the store applying some Reformation logic. If buying those four pieces would have saved a thousand gallons of water, then by declining to buy them, I'd put six hundred and two dollars in the bank. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, damn, she's so good. Yeah, when she's good, she's good. Yeah. <laughs> um. No, I'm just like guilting out because you know when I went through that real environmental phase yeah <laughs> how could I forget <laughs> yeah listeners I've sort of petered off that like I still care about the environment but I'm not as like hectic into it as I so was. Josie goes through phases you know, <laughs> like six months at a time she's like laser focused on a particular thing and then forgets about it. literally anyway. no and just a girl at work was talking when I was in that phase a girl my friend at work was talking about how she bought all this stuff on the Iconic and, like, how much of a good deal it was. And I was like, yeah, but what about the environment? And I just feel bad that I shamed her for that. I should yeah. tell her that I feel bad about that. Well, don't bring it up now. It's done. Just don't do it again. I should just tell her to listen to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is Josie's apology. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. I was joking, but, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that. damn, that was, that's really good. Yeah. I mean, I've, I have, like, so many thoughts on ethical fashion that I feel like I just I don't know if I articulated them very well, but I just think it's a hoax. Is yeah, yeah. The, it's just no, the most ethical marketing. choice is just to not buy clothes. Just stop buying clothes. You probably have enough already. I say this as someone who buys a lot of clothes. Like I would actually but, say the most ethical is to like take some of Vinny's hands. I feel like they have got too many. Yeah, but then you'd be wearing fast fashion, which people would judge like, you for. Judge you for. But then you can be like, I got it at Vinny's. Yeah, but it's not about that. It's like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. Ooh. Wow, fashion industry a scam, immoral. Who'd have thunk it? Shocked. <laughs> Shocking. Okay, should we do money yays and nays? Yeah. Do you okay. want to go first? No, you go first because I went first with money content. Okay, sure. Um, Fuck, you wrote yours down? Yeah. Are you really prepared? Well, I don't have a job, Josie, so I'll have more time. <laughs> <laughs> um, so my money yay. <laughs> is this for the year or for recently? This is recently. Okay. Do cool. you want to do the year? Because I, I mean, can. That's cute. Yeah. Okay. Well, this is for recently. Okay. My money yay is that I, you know, those street libraries that's just like a box that has books in it. Yeah. And you can just like take the books for free. I'm always but you have to pull them. one back, you know. Oh, really? I never. <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. You're supposed to pull one back when you take one. Oh. Well, I mean, I've put books in there before. Oh, okay. Well, then maybe that'll be not up like for it's, it. I'm just like a one in one out policy. It's just like if I'm walking past and there's a good book there, I'm going to take it. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> the point is, <laughs> I stopped to look in this book, Street Library, and there was this textbook on psychology in there. And I was like, ooh, cool. I like a textbook on psychology. And I like picked it up and started flicking through it. And there was just $40 stuffed in the fucking textbook. What? Found 40 bucks, motherfucker. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. 
Damn. Yeah. That's like really lucky. That actually happened a few weeks ago, but shh. What did you use that $40 for? Groceries. <laughs> because that's life. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, uh, I guess my other money yay is that I bought a bunch of stuff from the Iconic. Like I bought some shoes because I needed summer shoes. Mm. And I bought a pair of swimmers. And I sent them both back because I decided neither of them were good enough. Yeah. And then the Iconic's so good, you could just get your money back. Yeah. So I don't know. That was just like, yeah, I'm glad I didn't just be like, oh, yeah, these are like, okay, so I'm just going to keep them. I was like, no, they're not amazing. So they're going back. Yeah. Um, Money, nay. Oh, well, okay. So I have been keeping this spreadsheet for the year of how much I spend. This is where this kind of bleeds into my money, yays and nays for the entire year. Mm -hmm. But I've been keeping the spreadsheet where I write down every time I spend money on something that falls into a particular category. And those main categories are beauty, clothes, and health because I wanted to see how much I spend on those things in the year. Damn, great idea. Yeah, I told you to do it as well. I don't think you did it. Oh, I didn't didn't remember that. Didn't do it. Sorry. I could just look back through my bank statement. Oh, yeah. That's not going to take that much time, is it? <laughs> um, and so I'm just feeling a bit dark about those totals. What are the totals? How much do you reckon I spent on beauty this year? What did you say that you spent last year? Like 2000 I can't remember. 2000 More? 3100 Is it all your lashes? Uh, no, it's only $1,340 on my lashes. So basically half is your lashes. <laughs> one way of looking at it <laughs> also oh my god update for the listeners devastating news i've developed an allergy to my eyelash <laughs> extensions very Can frugal you very frugal um except i'm getting them done again tomorrow anyway just hoping that it well didn't the lady say that she could find some lash glue that wouldn't make you yeah react? i'm using a different type of glue but i'm still really worried that it's gonna end badly but i also was like i just need to know like i need i'll mm. do it this one more time if, it, if I wake up and my eyes like swollen over once more, um, <laughs> I will know. That's the signal. Katie, <laughs> no more lash extensions. But I just want to know. Like I just need to. I need to know. I need to know that I can't do them anymore to like be able to like you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. just make peace with the fact I can't have them anymore. But yeah, like that's gonna be frugal if I can't do them anymore. But also devastating because I love my lash extensions. But imagine like. An extra $1,300 a year. I don't year. care about the money, Josie. Oh I God, care about rich. the lashes. <laughs> <laughs> it's so upsetting. It they is literally upsetting. Made, they literally improved my life. They, the man you went on about them, I believe yeah. that they did. Yeah. You know what part of it is, Josie? Tell me, Katie. <laughs> Just freeze up your headspace to think about things that aren't your appearance. Which yeah, is really nice. You said that to me. Yeah, well, it's fucking true. Like, <laughs> you know what? I've got more to offer this world than like, the time I spend thinking about how much I hate the way I look, if I can spend less time doing that every day, that's energy I get to direct I mean, elsewhere. You know what my answer to this is and you don't want to hear it. What? You just do some self-work. Oh, I'm doing it. I'm going to therapy. What more can I do? Be okay with your appearance <laughs> without the lashes and that is the um, most I'm thing sorry. I'm just looking around. Do we still live in the patriarchy? <laughs> yeah, I think we do. Okay, whatever. <laughs> anyway, how much watch this space. How much did you spend on the other things? Um, clothes. How much do you reckon I spent? Ooh, ooh. 1000 No, I spent $3,000. Wow. I know, that kind of shocked me. Okay, so I added up, like, I I kind of put them in categories. Yeah. Because I was like, I spent, like, I, I thought, like, I bought no new 
I've felt practically no new clothes this year, but I've spent like the, like the category I've spent the most on in clothes was new clothes, which was, I spent $870 on new clothes. But you go to swap all the time. Yeah. We'll get to swap later. (laughs) Oh, is that a different category? Yeah. That's a different category. Oh, okay. So I bought that puffy jacket when I was at Splendor. That was $150. Mm. I bought three black dresses, which is a good insight into my <laughs> wardrobe, listener. <laughs> and they were like maybe um let's just like say a hundred dollars each. Mm-hmm. And then I bought like just some like basic long sleeve tops. I don't know. That's kind of it. And that cost you eight hundred dollars? Yeah, somehow. Yeah. I oh and I bought a pair of jeans. Yeah, okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm. But I was just like, fuck, like that just added up fast. Oh, I brought one top from Hanson and Gretel, but that was only like $70. Anyway, um, that was confronting. I spent $695 at Swap. Wow. Which I'm okay with in isolation. I wonder how much money I spent on clothes this year. This is like. Wow, if only you kept a spreadsheet like I told you. If only someone, yeah, told me to. (laughs) Fucking told you to. I spent $330 on alterations this year, which is a supplementary cost of shopping secondhand, I will say. Yeah. I mean, but I just, if it doesn't fit me secondhand, I just won't buy it. Yeah. Like I should, I'm trying to do that. Yeah. But I mean, that's the thing with shopping secondhand is like, you got to see the potential in things rather than just like what it looks like at that exact moment. But, or just let it go and Um, then you'll save so much money. Yeah. Like I'm trying to be more picky with what I Yeah. Like I'm trying to not buy things that need alterations unless it's like amazing. Yeah. Good girl. Good girl. I'm just laughing at something I'll tell you later. Um, (laughs) I spent $325 on shoes. Whoa. Which is just, that was like mm, two pairs of shoes or something. Yeah, right. Okay. Which is just like shoes, that's just what shoes cost. And they're a thing that gets worn out so you have to replace them frequently uh $200 on bras and undies again it's just like well my fucking hands are tied there like I feel like each do? bar is like $60 then like you're oh, done more. like yeah it's like $100 and you would literally need to buy yeah. at least one a year and you know what Josie there's so many different types of bra so I'm packing to go away to Melbourne for a month right now and it's like it's just so many different types of bra you need to bring it's like I, know. Well, I need to bring my strapless bra I need to bring my stick on bra I need to bring like my white bra I need to bring my t-shirt bra I need to bring like yeah nice even bras, like and bras like they make your body look different yeah like yeah it's just like every item of clothing demands a different bra to go underneath it's true it's true so that's fucked um also just like don't even get me started how a fucking g-string which is like one centimeter of material it's like 60 dollars <laughs> in this day and age it's wait revolting. where are you buying g-string david like, jones your beloved <laughs> my, 60 bucks i'm not saying i bought the ones that were 60 dollars, but a lot of them are 60 dollars, which is disgusting oh i just don't i don't really buy i just buy bonds yeah because you've been in a relationship for 20 years oh <laughs> how do you but i'm yeah, right there. I guess that's true uh oh i spent 110 dollars on clothes buying clothes from friends and 110 dollars on a pair of swimmers so it's like yeah it's kind of like when i break it down yeah, none of it is yeah. unreasonable it just still adds up to a figure that feels higher than it should be yeah but maybe it's not listeners dm me and tell me how much you spent on clothes this year if you oh i would love to know better post in the facebook group um here's the kicker says how much i spent on health this year 
$4,743. And is all of it F45? Uh, no, $2,665. $2,665. I'm going to say to you what I've said to you before uh, in this podcast. Wee, wee, Can't wee, put wee, a price wee, on help. Don't want to hear it again. Um, wow. Yeah. Again, Fuck. it's like I don't care. Wait, like, so how much is that. all of that together? I'll get to that. Okay. Um, okay, so I was like, gosh, so that those three categories alone together are like 10 grand. And then I was like, I added up that stuff plus just my rent and my bills in a year is $32,663. And then I was like, okay, if I'm spending, paying those costs and then also spending $400 a week on like life, mm-hmm. like groceries, socializing, blah, 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 that brings it up to $53,463 a year just on like the bare minimum to stay alive for me. And then if I earn 80K in a year, after tax, that's 62K. 62K minus the 53K, $53,463. That's only $8,500 left over. And it's like, well, that money is just obviously going to go on like weekends away and like, like if I need to renew my license and that's $150 and all those other bullshit expenses that come up and like, or like, yeah, if you buy yourself something nice for once or like any presents you buy and like Christmas and shit like that. And I was just like, my God, like, yeah, my God, like, what am I doing wrong? I feel like I'm the candle meme right now. That's like, (laughs) you know, the one that's like, please help me budget. My family's dying. Like, (laughs) <laughs> rent $200 bills 100 candles 5000 <laughs> like someone like help me help me cut it <laughs> but like seriously like god that's just what it cost me to be alive this year i mean and i feel like i haven't like i feel like this year i have not like i haven't gone on any holidays i haven't made any outrageous purchases like i haven't bought any $400 dresses or yeah. anything like that and this is still just what i'm spending i'd be so curious to see what a financial advisor said about you Mm. like i just feel like that's their job to be like this is where you can cut things but they'd be like cut your lash extensions and i'll be like cut f45 let's talk about gender politics motherfucker (laughs) and he'll be like sorry sorry i can give you the however much a month so anyway that was my money nay just like how dark i was feeling about that that's wow yeah Wow, I've really not done that kind of math. Fuck. I told you. Uh, I was like, Josie, we're going to study money podcast this year. We should also. <laughs> Did you start- say that? I literally said that. I just can't remember. I just <sighs> feel like it didn't happen. God, it fucking happened. Mm. Mm. Okay, what's your money yay in there? <laughs> Little Miss Forgetful. Um, so my money, yay. Actually, no, I'll start with money nays. I've got way more of those. Um, my That's money, my girl. Nay. <laughs> Well, like for one, oh God, it's my mom's birthday last week. And so I was like, I'm going to make her a cake, but I just didn't get time during the week to make her a cake. But I had bought all the ingredients, including $10 worth of raspberries. You know how expensive raspberries are? $10 apparently. $5 upon it. Wow. So I bought two. I know. Mm. Anyway. It's nice, a raspberry cake. Except you didn't make it. I didn't make it. And then I had to buy a cake for $30 because I didn't get time to make it. Josie, that's such a classic Uh, you money nay. It is. I had good intentions. I ended up making muffins with the raspberries. Oh, yum. They weren't that good. Oh, really? I love raspberries and baked goods. No, I want one. 
bugger. I was actually thinking about bringing someone that I didn't. Are you kidding me? Oh, sorry. Sorry, sorry. It's fine. I put on relationship weight anyway. I need to stop eating. Oh, (laughs) shut up. Shut up. I don't like that kind of negativity. Um, No, so that was devastating. My other money nay for the year is about those shoes. I think about them all the time. You and your fucking shoes. Spent $100 on them. They were the wrong size, actually. I've got a size 40. I'm a size 39. That was my one problem, which is why I fucked up the laces because I kept trying to pull them too tight. Okay, Josie, can you just tell the listeners what shoes these are? (laughs) These are the brogues. I've mentioned them before (laughs) on the pod. I can't remember. I have. Yeah, because that's how much they've affected my life. Mm -hmm. You're always – I feel like you're in a constant state of, I just need this, like, one pair of shoes and then everything will be okay. Well, my other money, Nate, my problem at the moment is I just want some dresses that are, like, casual chic that I can wear (laughs) to, like – Christmas things. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Like they're just like throw on and people are like, oh, that looks good, but it's not too much. Go to swap. People think that. Yeah, I know. Swap is so far for me. Like Josie, we are across the road from swap. It's nine o'clock at night. Yeah, but get here half an hour earlier. Go yeah, swap. no, I'm just not. I just, I work. I have things to do before I come here. Do you know what I mean? Anyway, so I've just been trying to search for that. I just haven't really nailed it. And I think the search for it's driving me a bit mad and I've been buying too many clothes because I've been yeah. trying to. That's, that's old me. I used to do that all the time. Yeah, and it's like I'm never going to find that elusive dress. Also, I feel like things that you throw on and look good in is a myth that's perpetrated so. by skinny girls. I think so too. <laughs> Just when I think, for normal people. When I think of myself in these dresses, I'm skinny. Yeah, no, you know? same. <laughs> yeah. So, mm, yeah, so that's not going to happen. But, yeah, I've just been spending too much money on that. Well, you look great tonight. Stop. Thanks. Yeah, really? guys, I wish you could see Josie's outfit. It's like well, really color coordinated. It looks oh. great on her body. You're really dressing for yourself. Oh, my God. Thanks, Katie. Well, that – see, this is, what, this is why I'm like, damn, that motivates me to find the perfect dress if you say that. Yeah, okay, but don't buy it without showing it to me first. Oh, I should probably show you a few things that I bought recently. Uh, no. I returned like three things to the iconic okay, show. Me. I'll show you later. Yeah. Um, but I'm wearing – a pair of brogues I got for 50 bucks yeah, and they were the great. ones I wanted and they're from Whitnor. So great. that's a money yay. Mm-hmm. Another money nay is my Rego service mm. and green slip that came around. Mean. Yeah. And that was $850 for service, $700 for green slip, $500 for Rego. So it was all my savings gone. I mean, how much was that all up? Mm, I don't know. <laughs> Look at what. <laughs> It's two thousand dollars past our capabilities. Pretty much two thousand dollars out of my short term savings. Yeah, you and your car. I know. And so now my short term savings is only five hundred dollars. Oh no! But in like three weeks, I'm going to the Philippines. I've got yeah, no money. Yeah, you've got no money. Christmas. Fucked. I'm fucked. You're fucked, bitch. I'm actually a bit stressed about it. To be honest, <laughs> you don't care. You're laughing. <laughs> You'll be fine. I mean, I it'll be fine. It's just a bit. Oh. Yeah. Money. Yay. Mm. I have. $5,260 in my long-term savings. Oh, that's great. I know. Nice. I like surpassed the 5000 5, mark. Oh, my God. I need to say something. Someone posted in the Facebook group that I had said on another episode of this podcast that, like, the tax – that, like, I was putting aside 40% of my salary because the tax rate is, like, 33 cents of every dollar and then I needed money for super as well. Um, this person kindly pointed out that there is – a tax three threshold threshold that's like 18 grand or something so you don't pay 33 cents on the dollar for that first 
18 grand. So I had really had been thinking it was a lot of money to put 40% of my earnings away. So now you've got like a bit more, right? Yeah. But just keep doing what you're doing now. Yeah, I'm going to try to keep doing what I'm doing. Yeah. But also it's like I need to pay super anyway. God, super. Such a drain. Yeah. Ooh. I can't really think of any money yays (laughs) at this current moment. Um. I've got one money, yay, but you're just going to roll your eyes. Lay it on me. You're say, Josie, fuck off, or something. Oh, my God. Can I say <laughs> one more thing before you what? say that? What? Okay, so I've had new neighbors moving upstairs. I might have mentioned them on the yes. podcast before. So we share a laundry out the back. They put a dryer in the laundry. Stop. The Has dryer. it changed your life? Has changed my life. I fucking <laughs> knew it. Oh, my God. I fucking knew it. Oh, they're so good. They're so good. Washing my sheets is just like such a breeze now. Yeah. And yeah. honestly, I'm like sorry. they smell better. They feel better. Like everything's just like. Yeah. It's pretty good. To- oh, yes. Fucking so vindicated. Yeah. Oh, sorry. That's great. Well, <laughs> yay. That's my money, yay. My boyfriend says I'm a fraud because I secretly use a dryer. Well, <laughs> now you're exposed, bitch. <laughs> Wow, when did this I start? Myself. Um, maybe two months ago. Oh, wow, yeah. two months you've been living that dry life. Yeah. Well, to be clear, I'm not drying every load of washing. It's mainly just my sheets, or like if it's raining or something. But it's, yeah, well, that's what I do. It's a great freedom to have. That's what I use my dryer for. Mm. Yeah, sort of. Okay. I mean, a little bit more than that. Whatever. <laughs> Um, Sorry, now you were saying something before I interrupted. Actually, no, I don't even, I'm not going to say it because you just say it. it. Oh my God, say it. That's what the point of this podcast is. <laughs> I think a really good money, yay, um, is giving back. And on that, I've this year been fostering kittens quite a lot. And you don't have to spend any money to foster kittens. It's literally free. In fact, they give you everything. They give you litter trays. They give you food. They give you litter, toys. They being the RSPCA. Or any, you can do it Furry Friends Forever Rescue, you can do it Cat Society, lots of different places do Mm -hmm. um, kitten fostering or animal fostering in general. And it's like literally a free thing. Like sometimes you have to buy extra food or whatever and you have to like transport them if they've got vet appointments. But otherwise it's a free thing that brings you so much joy in your life and you're doing such a good deed and you also get like lots of cute kitten pictures and get to be surrounded by kittens and raise these tiny furry creatures. And I just think that's the biggest money yay of all. Yeah, I think that's nice. I just am oh. allergic to cats. So I, I mean, yeah, I know that when it's When you're all like you. going on about your cats all the time, I'm like, mm, triggering <laughs> to me. <laughs> Can't be around. <laughs> I know, but like for other people and also yeah, it's no, kitten. It's good. That's a good idea. Like people yeah. should do that. Kitten season at the moment. So it's kitten season. Kitten season, yeah. I don't even want to know why they. Well, it's when it's warm, cats breed. Fuck. Oh, Katie. <laughs> Yuck. The animals. I just. Oh. Yeah, animals. Fuck. I'm anyway, sorry. so kittens, I mean, cats breed and then it brings a lot of kittens into shelters across yeah. Australia. So I think everyone should do it. That's me spreading the word. Yeah. Probably yeah. a good time to like give money to charity as well. One thousand percent give money to charity. Yeah. That's something. I know that we're going to do like on financial years resolutions, mm. but as of next year, I just want to find some room in my budget to give like even just 10 bucks a month to charity. Like, I, I can get rid of it. I said that last year and I didn't do it. I think I we should, should both it. make a resolution to do it. Yeah. My friend, I think I've said this on the podcast before, says that like you should give 2% of your salary to charity 
And like anyone can do that. And I think that's true. 1000% true. And it doesn't have to be like boring charities. Like there are lots of cool. What's a, what constitutes a, <laughs> what constitutes a boring? I'm so curious. I don't know. Like it doesn't have to be like, oh, I'm going to give money to World Vision. It's like, no, my friend gives money to Indigenous X that like yeah. does all this like cool stuff. I don't know. Um, so, you know, it's just like there's a lot of different things that maybe you don't immediately think of as being charities that do good work that you probably want to support. Totally. That aren't like those kind of like businessy seeming charities that I think can be off-putting to people. Like not those ones that are stopping people on the street and being like, oh, sign up with a sponsor and give us $60 a month and I'm a backpacker from England and I'm really annoying. Like <laughs> it doesn't have to be like that. Which like, but to be fair, I mean, yeah, I mean, face, yeah, face, there are issues with that, I guess. But like they're still doing really good work. It's not like you donating to them yeah, is I mean, any like, less I'm of your money working. I'm just saying there's a lot of, there's a lot of things you could do with your money totally. that can like, like there's probably something that really aligns with like what you're passionate about and interested in. Yeah. That needs help. Anyway, I feel like a fraud saying that because I don't give money to charity. So but like, you I'm will stuck. and I will too and we'll make it a resolution. Yeah. It'll happen. Yeah. Although, you know, you see my budget. <laughs> gonna, yeah. What can I cut? <laughs> You've got 9,000 to spare. Just Eight and a half. Come on. Like $10 a month. That does so much to a small charity. Yeah, like Indigenous X or something. Yeah. All right, yeah. we gotta go. This has been oh, on so, for so long. long. Oh god, <laughs> so sorry. Um, well, hopefully we've saved you from an hour, an hour and a half, two hours. Who knows? I lose track of time in this um, of your family Christmas, or maybe you're traveling to family Christmas, as Josie would understand because she lives in Sydney. I wouldn't understand. Or maybe you're wrapping presents and need something to listen to, Ooh, maybe. feeling joyful. Maybe you're baking. Maybe you're baking some Christmas goods baking. to give to people. Yeah. Maybe you're making a nice lasagna to put under the tree. Maybe you're playing with your foster kittens. Like, who knows <laughs> what you could be doing? Um, we also wanted to say that we'll be back at the end of January. Um, with a new season. With a new season. So, sorry for the radio silence, but yeah. Also, maybe, I don't know, if you feel compelled to reach out and tell us something you want us to cover on the show, do that in the Facebook group or slide into our DMs on Instagram. Yeah. Open to your suggestions. Totally. Actually, mm-hmm. be really keen for suggestions. Um, thanks for listening and Merry Christmas to everybody. Merry Christmas. To all. And to all, a good night. <laughs> ho, ho, ho. Bye. Stay frugal. Bye. Bye.